Powerful intro, man. Renegade culture. It's in the middle of a revolution, I feel. Yeah, that, that, that was our brother, Turha. Turha Ak over, from, over in the West Coast, over in Oakland. Um, longtime comrade, been putting in that work. So when you say there's no leadership in the streets, that right there is proof positive that, uh, on the contrary, what they say in, in, out, out down south, we out here. You know yeah. what I mean? Be out here, you know. Yeah, so man. Get it twisted. I feel like we in week two of like mass protests. Uh, they say this is the longest extended protest in more cities. I think now it's over eighty to ninety cities um, since the the murder of Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm. Um, so we, I feel like you know, we coming live from everything that's happening around this country, even internationally, trying to let you know what's happening in these streets, what's going on in the movement what's going on around the, the issue of this cop killing uh, our brother George Floyd and how this extends larger to the issue of black self-determination and oppression in America. Yes, without a doubt, we gotta recognize that here we are, we are live from the battlefield, you know what I mean? This is 2020 and we seeing that vision, 2020. And it's gonna be a lot of, don't, don't, don't fret, you know, the clarity's coming, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? A lot of folks are, looking at the ashes, they're looking at the rubble, and they're like, man, you know, it's confusion. But uh, in the mortal words of Chairman Fred Hampton, it's terrible, but it's fine. You know That's what right. I mean? Yo, so we got a lot of good topics coming up, and we got a special guest. Who's our special guest before we name our topics, Kalaji? Without a doubt, we got uh, a return guest. I think last mm -hmm. time he was with us, he might have hung out with us for a few minutes or whatever. He had a curfew or whatever before the curfew. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, he's made a comeback. In fact, his group, they're... Uh, their emblem, their colors is the same as that um, George Clooney white beater that uh, <laughs> Knock is wearing right now. <laughs> black and yellow. You know what I mean? Black and gold. So, without a doubt, you know what I'm saying? For public enemy number one. Mm -hmm. Number one, the ex minister, the minister of information, my man, Professor Griff, he'll be in the building tonight. We're going to oh. be talking strategies. He has a new project out as well. We're going to listen to some of those tracks. And, um, you know, it's really yeah. a culture. You know what we do. And talk we're going to hit it for some. Yeah, talk, talk about, about some of your, your presidents, uh, your favorite presidents going going on and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're going to talk all through what's been happening in the movement. They're going to talk about violence versus nonviolence, the role of yeah. celebrities, sports heroes, and entertainers. And yeah. we're going to talk some more about what the projects that Griff come up. So we're going to be back on Renegade Culture in a second. Yeah. 
Don't touch it. I'm back in black with the mind of Desolene. do when they get coaching we're in the building you know what i mean we're in the building we're in, we're in one of those buildings that ain't burning right now you know what i mean <laughs> shout out to the the flame the flame igniters out there you know what i mean True. it looked like it looked like the fourth of july out here you know what i mean you got police precincts police cars right. You got police ass on fire. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> I out went out. I went out today. I went out today. Huh? And I sprayed my house black owned. Yeah. Like, can y'all black skip owned? this? Black, yeah. black owned. Okay. Nah, nah, I said black owned. Can y'all yeah. skip this? Yeah. Then they saw y'all there. Like this, this motherfucker ain't black. I think I'm right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Sean King out there spray painting. I never been talking about you and shit. They said Sean no King out here spray painting the goddamn wall. Oh, I said, that's my brother Kamal. He, he with us. <laughs> Kamal was not... like, I was born black. I'll die black. <laughs> like, please do not mess with my baby. <laughs> anyway, we got, uh, besides the uh, the Arab guy with the black and yellow uh, <laughs> Gotham City wife beat on, we got my man, <laughs> we got my man Professor Griff in the building. What's happening, Griff? What's up, Griff? What up, Griff? I think Griff, they got you muted, Griff. Got you muted, bro. Oh, sound check. Microphone checker. One, two, checker. We'll, we'll, we'll hear you, Griff. We'll know what's going on. Now, can you hear me? We got yeah, you a little now. louder. Maybe a little louder. Right. Keep Tell me when. Tell me when. Tell That's me good. When. Right cool. there. We're in the building. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, doctor. You going to come back? Yeah, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come okay. back. This crazy ass pictures you putting up, man. What's wrong? <laughs> That's your best pose. Nigga. What you talking? The pictures you, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, come out. That's a serious library you got there, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you see, you see what Kalaji's behind. He ain't got no books in this house. You know, he don't read. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he don't read. So you know. Hey, hey, hey. If it ain't on the pamphlet side, stop playing. You know, we got books up there. Oh, there you man. go. He got the one book. He, stop he, playing. He, he got ghost written for him. Mom, so, mom's know. got a nice little library upstairs. Bro, your mom's got that library for you. She's like, my baby wrote that book. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yo, Griff, man, you got to, uh, you know, you got to definitely look over our co-hosts here. You know, they kind of slow and everything, but we're we going to have them on the right side of history. Today. Nah, I, I, I respect the two brothers, man, to your left and to your right, man. It's, it, it's a beautiful thing because uh, the mere fact, man, that they brave enough to have a show called Renegade and they on here when they need to be on there saying what they're saying is enough for me, bro, because there's a lot of cowards out here. Hiding yeah. behind their computers, man, for real. It's a whole lot, man. And when you <laughs> see them in public, they like, they mute. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's so, uh, what you're talking let's, about. Let's jump into it. Like, Griff, so you've been, you've been, you've been checking out what's been going on, I'm sure. You got, you got like a, an analysis for us about what you see happening in the streets post the killing of George, George I, Floyd? Yeah, I, I think real, a brief, real brief analysis from my, from my uh, vantage point, from my observation, is the fact that um, we already know that the succession of murders 
starting way back in, leading up to the ones that young people can readily identify with because it's in their face and there's no excuses and it's no escaping. You can't say you didn't know because it met you on TikTok, it met you on Snapchat, it met you uh, wherever you are, on IG, it met you on Facebook, it met you on the internet, it met you through your friend telling you, showing you, it met you wherever you are. You understand what I'm saying? And you couldn't turn a blind eye in the depth here because if you ignored one, the other one had to hit you. And mm. by the time you seen the third one, I'm talking about uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Mm. They didn't know about Breonna Taylor. That's right. Um, Breonna Taylor came in through the left ear, and then, but by the time they saw with their own two eyes this brother George Floyd being murdered right in front of everybody, it's like, damn. And I think everybody at the same time succinctly got angry and pissed off all at the same time. And then at that point, it was no stopping the bum rush, man. It was like, yo, when is the protest? Mm -hmm. If it's not going, if, we, if there's not one schedule, we gonna make one wherever we are. And to be honest with you, I have to admit, and I know Kalanji not gonna like this statement. I have to admit, I was shocked to see Becky out there with a little white fist in the air. <laughs> fucking tear gas and shit, bubbling <laughs> over coughing. I was, I was shocked, man. I'm like, yo, Becky Asterflat is actually out here, man. Like, <laughs> you know, doing the day. Turn, turning it up, turning things over, burning right. buildings. That, uh, particularly, I mean, I know it's not all white anarchists, right? I don't want to give that kind of bad right. thing, but the anarchists in particular, let's just say, they've been playing their role as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so the Asian provocateurs on the white yeah. side, Antifa and the rest of them, were definitely out there. They're the ones- But wait a minute, wait a minute. You calling them Asian provocateurs? Oh, I, like, yeah. I, like, I like them. What's, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with the anarchists? They're trying to take over the movement. I mean, they're they, not they, trying to take over the movement now. They're they they hijacking it. They hijacked it. Yeah. How you see that? How y'all see that? They were the one burning shit down and breaking windows and smashing shit. Yeah. What's wrong with burning shit down? And dude, wait, but the news blamed it on black people. Yeah. That's the news gonna blame everything on black people. Yeah. That's we don't not want the point. that though. We, right. we don't want that. Yeah. We want our message to at least get across. So let's get into this conversation. Right. The use of violence and into a nonviolence in the protest movement. Because I think that's a that's a good conversation to start us off with. No, no, hold on, wait, 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 yeah, start yeah, yeah. off with my observation. I ain't even finished my observation. Oh, yeah. My bad, bro. I thought you said it was a short observation. Where it swelled to the point where it was global. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kalanji's man, T.I. and Killer Mike came on and pissed me off totally. So True. I was like, whoa, no. And then Erica Badu told my stand down, uh, yes. back off, fall back. This is an oh, order. Man. I got your rabbit ass mind. Hey, oh. it's this guy. Hey, even Trina was in on the joint. Right, oh, then my Trina God. was in on the statement. Then Wiz Khalifa. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne and there's a bunch of them, man. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I, I trying to protect, it feels like they're all trying to protect they dough. I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels like they're siding with, with the white folks, the higher ups, the corporations, um, and they on that strength to get off the street. It's gonna get handled. You can't blame everybody. It's a bad apple. They on that, some of them are on that strength. Some of them don't, don't know what they're right. talking about, but some of them are purposely siding with I feel like the, the political elite and the corporations and stuff. Right. They, well, you know, they're they're siding with the people that's the face of it. Them Negroes don't run nothing. Mm, Keisha right. Lance, top, bottom, sideways, whatever the fuck she is, <laughs> she don't run nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right. These mm -hmm. Negroes are the face of Atlanta. Talk about yeah. just, just go home. Why would you want to destroy our city? You have to mm -hmm. tell me what part of the city is ours. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You don't own a goddamn shoestring factory and you talking about our city. Stop that. 
We sick, boss. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't burn down the plantation because we on the plantation. But check it, but about that, and we talked about that earlier, how these motherfuckers always scream revolution. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want what come with revolution. You know what I mean? Your are the the least of your worries. You know what I mean? with these brothers and sisters who've been murdered consistently for the last 500 years. Hold on, I'm, get, I'm getting a curfew alert. Hold on, hey, man. I just got one, too. Uh-oh. I'm getting a curfew alert. Now, yeah. that was another thing. We got this curfew because of the smashing up of windows and all this whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tell Kamal that. That's not why Tell you Kamal got the curfew. That. Yeah, they blaming, the they blaming us, and now they, as soon as they see us well, on first of all, it ain't strictly up. white folks out there, out there, like, breaking in. Mr. Franklin, I saw Lennox Mall, Mr. Franklin, I saw some of my peoples, Mr. Franklin, trying to get up in there, Mr. Franklin, because it's the agent provocateurs that set it up. But listen, the agent provocateurs weren't getting arrested. I got video footage footage to show you how the police let them through to protect them. I got video footage that none of them were getting arrested. None, you say none of the none of the who was getting arrested. The, the white the white people. The There's white. a lot of white people I saw. Well, I'm talking about the Asian provocateurs. Well, this is going to be Asian. I mean, are you separating out from basically the cops or the undercover cops or the stupid people? That's one thing. But I, I but I, what I'm suggesting is I think there's a role that folks play when it comes to uh, when it comes to taking on police precincts and taking on police cars and showing that when you kill a black person, that it's not going to be the same thing as usual. We do some regular marching in on the streets. We go off, we wait for the justice system to do its job. And then it comes back and says, oh, they innocent. And then we all supposed to calm down and pray together and all that kind of shit. I think what's happening now is a little different because folks took to the streets and they've stayed in the streets longer than they have. Again, we've mentioned this in the intro, than any time since the King assassination, people have been out on the streets and that has involved rebellious activity. And so let I applaud rebellious activity. Right, let me jump in real quick that. because of the fact that I think that it's two different things and I think both of you are talking about the same damn thing from different sides. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We agree that there are white folks that have always been on some shit where they're going to defend, they're going to fight for what's right, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Those are the folks who... Uh, have some type, some type of empathy, whatever. But we also agree that there's always been agent provocateurs, white and black, throughout this motherfucker. And they're filling the streets and they're trying to direct the narrative of what's going on. The problem we have right now is for the first time, and the Ruben and I was talking about this, the first time in the history of our movements, we've allowed white folks to kind of take reign of what's going on. Normally, them motherfuckers would follow what we're talking about doing. When we're dealing with black-led struggles, and we recognize that many of them may not be out there specifically for uh, George Floyd. Matter of fact, we wasn't out there specifically for George Floyd. We was out there because of the fact that we are against fucking white supremacy, imperialism, and uh, and all that shit. But at the same time, we recognize that some of these other motherfuckers, they want to burn the system down. And if we talk about revolution, that shit going to have to come down one way or another. So if a motherfucker burning some shit over here, we going to be accused of every goddamn thing anyway. You know what I mean? They'll be, they'll have a motherfucker on camera. They'll have a white couple on camera burning that shit up, and they'll be like, "That's Professor Griff and uh." uh, uh. <laughs> they'll get the name wrong on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, they, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll fucking uh, give you a suntan and shit just to get them motherfucker suntan just to look like you. So we got to be clear because of the fact that it's causing confusion throughout our movement because of the fact that folks don't know who's who and what's what, yeah. and they're beginning to trust 
and I, I was talking to Griff a few days ago about a certain motherfucker who's been out here inciting shit, acting like he's the new coming to Khalid, but really he's a wannabe fucking DJ. You understand what I'm saying? That's based off of what we've seen in his history. You understand what I'm saying? So we got to be careful about whose face is at the front of this shit, black or white. You know what I mean? Well, the other, right, the other so, part with that is that, because there aren't, one, one thing we are lacking is recognizable organizations on a national level to jump in front, right? Because we've, we've brought into this leaderless, um, leaderless revolution thing. We brought into this thing about letting young people lead and not to say that young people shouldn't be a part of it and haven't always been a part of it in, in a revolution. But when you got like people who are leading and they're young and they're not well read, then that, that, that's a recipe for disaster because they going, anything's going to come out their mouth. And when yeah, you we have got, organizations we got that are leading. national, yeah, yeah. when you got organizations that, that, are, that are, are not well built in, like in the community, they may yeah. be well built on college campuses. They may be well built no, 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 with, no, like liberal no. foundations. Yeah. They may be well built in some other places like uh, uh, liberal media, but they are not well known in the hood right. and with black folks to lead I'm, the leaders. I'm saying younger and older organizations. I'm saying yeah. not oh, only yeah. what you're talking about, it's yeah. motherfuckers, it's older organizations that are not well read. You understand? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to be clear because see, the thing is, those of us who know what time it is, we have to be able to discern what's real and what's Memorex. You understand what I'm saying? You could pretty much look at a motherfucker these days and tell what's authentic and what's not. They haven't mastered the swag of, 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 a, of a freedom fighter just yet. They come with the symbolism. They come with the shit that make it look good. They pop in the terms and all that, but they have no fucking analysis. And no true leadership is going to be out there in the middle of this shit just watching motherfuckers do what they do. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to at least document Snatch a motherfucker up or something. We look, I just saw this shit the other day about these bricks that they've been finding, mysterious bricks in different cities. You know what I mean? That, that big loads of bricks, I can send you the article. Big loads of bricks next to glass buildings and shit where you know goddamn well the police, the state supplied these, uh, these rallies and protests with these fucking bricks. Where the fuck you get a brick to throw in downtown Philadelphia? Where you get a brick to throw in, in, in fucking Atlanta? Atlanta bricks cost money downtown Atlanta, motherfucker. Right, right. Motherfuckers ain't walking around bricks in their backpack. Right. Well, well, the white boy was was filmed, Kamal. The mm -hmm. white boy was filmed, Asia Provocateur, was filmed walking through the crowd, handing out $20 bills for young yeah. brothers to go snatch up bricks and everything else to throw at the cops. Yeah, but now, that's an Asian provocateur. I'm not saying okay, that's not. But, but yeah. I don't know why you got it twisted like I was talking about somebody else. I'm talking about the white boys who was busting the windows and doing all the physical damage. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? What they would do then, they would see the damage, burn the police cars and do all this kind of stuff, and then they would disappear. And then who would get blamed and arrested for it? Black people. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I'm not seeing everything that you're... I'm seeing some different shit happening too. I'm seeing some... I'm seeing some black folks and white folks doing stuff, which I don't think is bad, which I don't think hurts the movement, right? That's different from agent provocateurship, right? I don't think every act of, of destruction of property, property is bad for our movement. I'm not, okay, me personally, I'm just yeah. not advocating the destruction of property and throwing bricks at police cars, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not no saying no shit, Lord. Like, yes, say so much. So, I'm just saying ain't no wrong. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm yeah, not hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, Griff, Griff, this motherfucker must have forgot what the fuck you've been through in the '90s 
grip. <laughs> like, he's like, look, motherfucker, they, they had me in the electric chair. No, nah, he, he had. He's the first Death Row logo before <laughs> Silk Knight. <never> <laughs> But but yo, I get what Kamal's saying in a way. If it was just blacks, it would probably just be a peaceful protest, and it needed to be more than just a peaceful protest. So those people that came in with the violence made it escalate and be like, oh, we got to do something. Well, that, no well, I just, I mean, no, no. I want to be clear. It's not, and it's not just white folks. Okay. Black folks, we will rebel. We have a history of rebelling in the United States against oppression. And right, and this stuff, this stuff is part of our our legacy also. So that's not, that's what I'm just saying. I, I want to be clear. Mm. I think folks have been rebelling, right? And I think, uh, yeah, there's been white folks who've been doing a certain amount of it, but definitely black folks have been rebelling and we have a history of rebelling, not just marching peacefully with a permitted march with some signs, we are men, and then we go home after the rally is over because we're told to go home, right? There's been more than that in our community and that stuff has led to changes um, and progress that we would have never seen without it. And I just and asked, I, and, and I'm humbly and I'm humbly saying to both of you brothers mm -hmm. that I want to humbly disagree with y'all because when y'all are saying that it didn't produce anything, it produced Professor Griff. Who's it what produced, didn't produce? What do you mean? Go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. About the I'm whole idea of the black protest not producing anything you said. No, 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 no. I'm saying that strict nonviolent protest is not what's led to change okay. in America. The little change that we've had is not okay. that's not what's led to it. There's a history of rebellion in our community and in right. and other communities, right? right? That labor labor rebellions, right? That have led to laws of like eight hour working days and no child labor and that kind of stuff, right? Okay. Shay's rebellion. Oh, you can name you can name white people's rebellions and turn the Boston Tea Party. The motherfuckers right. didn't protest peacefully, right? They right. took they they took shit. So I'm just saying that the the rebellion aspect of 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 of, of doing things, right, has led to progress. But people want to remind us only of the peaceful march as if, as if that was the only thing that was operating. Mm. Right. But even when we walk, we marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, it wasn't, it was peaceful at first. It turned violent because crackers got violent. That, yeah. that taught me something when I saw that. I'm like, okay. And it was germinating. And I said, okay, Million Man March and some of the other protests that I've seen. I said, okay. So by the time it came for me to kind of formulate the certain things to put certain things in motion i remember those things so it did serve a purpose right. even did, though did. Mm -hmm. for the whole the way it looks it may not have served the purpose that we wanted it to serve immediately mm -hmm. but it did serve a purpose because it, it taught me some valuable lessons man you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. mean if, if the reality is even mlk you know what i'm saying you know for a cat to stand up you, we, we realized that he was 39 years old when he was assassinated Damn. you know what i mean for a brother, him and, him and Malcolm, 39 years old, they never saw the 40s. For those brothers, Chairman Fred Hampton, all these brothers to be that strong, but for, for Martin in particular, to say that I'm gonna fuck around and walk around non-violently, and I'm gonna stare these motherfuckers in their face, and I'm gonna go in these, these country hick towns that some of us scared to go in right now. Right. Some of us don't like to go fucking Mississippi and Arkansas and Tennessee and some of these goddamn backward places because of the fact that we know the history of what uh, Nina Simone was talking about, the blood on the leaves. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that uh, we recognize that it is a serious uh, suffrage with it. So we salute all these brothers and sisters, all our ancestors who came before us, who made an effort to be on the right side of history. 
Right. Billy Holiday said Strange Fruit and Nina Simone said Mississippi. God damn. That's right. That's right. Thanks, forget, thanks for that correction on the blow. No, no Don't forget Deacon, Deacons of Defense was actually right, in the exactly. South too, defending Absolutely. Dr. King, making sure Absolutely. things were good. But we're going to come back with more discussion just like this on Renegade Culture. Let's take our first break. Black Owl. Speaking of goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of goddamn. Go talk all that nonviolent shit with that album. Hey, <laughs> listen, hey, Griff, you definitely got to tell us about this new album, man. That's right. Yeah, I think I think the energy code, I think um, it fits right in line with what's going on with what's laying right at the uh, below the surface with young people, with a lot of people. People are angry, don't know how to express it. People are frustrated, don't know how to express it. People are fed up, don't know how to articulate it. The brothers on here, we 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 do, cause we cause this is how we live. We're used to expressing ourselves because we have to at least help guide and instruct on a day-to-day basis. All I did, brothers, was take these kind of conversations and put it to music. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I said, how many times have you subconsciously said, God damn, that was fucked up? You understand what I'm saying? God damn. You understand what I'm saying? Or you see something happen to me like, God damn. So all I did was kind of laid it out. Uh, I talked about new consumer gadgets. Now you got to have it. Mm. New trends are in for your fam and friends. You understand what I'm saying? Non-conscious acting, baby Bible packing, black gods are lacking. God damn. Mm. What's the so name of the album? things up, it's like, God damn. What's the name of the album? The no, like, inner, God damn, the inner G code. Right. Okay. The inner G code. I've seen the letters. I was like, okay. And where can we pick it up at? Where can we pick it up at? Um, you could go right to www.professorgriff.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Professorgriff.bandcamp.com. And pick well, it up and support the cause, definitely, man. Yeah. So, so, Let's get back we, into Yeah, I was going to say, since we on that, um, and the album's definitely dope, we encourage everybody to go check it out. You know what I mean? It's, 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 um, it's, it's, there's a lot of MCs who were from your era, a few of them that I know. And, and they're still trying to put music out. And they make me say, God damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we glad just, we glad your shit's up. Should have retired. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> we glad you're nine to five. And, 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 it, and it's timeless. Cause like right now it's like, it's needed. It's been right. needed then, needed now, it's still needed. So timeless music always is good. Yo, I love, I love corrective criticism or, or, or pull me aside and your griff. Track number three. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, yeah, it's like nah, bro. Because at at sixty years old, I'm listening to what's been coming out for the last ten years, and I'm like, nah. Somebody got to come along and yeah. say something. I heard Enemy Radio. I heard Chuck. I heard uh, uh, Daddy O. Mm-hmm. I heard speech from Arrested Development. I've heard Ice Cube. I've heard Ice T. I've heard. I'm talking about my peers, the ones I came up with. I've heard everybody's mm-hmm. album. I'm like. I'm like, all right, but 
I'm waiting for that. Uh, yeah, that where's the yeah. Fire? yeah, where's the fire? Yeah, I'm waiting for that yeah. punch in the chest. Like, where's where's that at? Like, you understand what I'm saying? So the first track, Baptized, I rip a, I rip a, a new mud hole in the goddamn churchianity. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Just like I'm setting that record straight first. And then the second track, Information, which y'all should have the video to. It's on YouTube. You, might, you could play it. But uh, it's information. I'm like, we need information. Yeah. Information is power. We need information. So I laid that out. And then I came back with the third track called Fucked. Because if we don't take heed to what's going on globally now, I mean, this thing that's going on in the street, these protests in 50 states now, is going on globally now. Paris is on fire. China mm. been on fire. Greece is on fire. It's going down in Russia and a few other places. And definitely in Africa, because it is. They're tired of seeing this go down the way it's going down. America got lip service in her foreign policy, mm-hmm. but don't know how to take care of her own at home. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And people are tired of it on a global level. So I said, well, let me put something in the mix musically that people could say, okay, I got that message, Griff. You understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I know exactly what you're saying. So let me ask you, Griff, because I mean, this brings up something we, we hit on a little earlier. But do you, th- you think part of the reason, like celebrities, you know, hip hop artists who get these celebrities and, and all that kind of stuff, um, sports heroes even, uh, all over the place in their message, it felt like there was a more disciplined message back in your day, even with Stop the Violence and so many folks who was hitting hard on radical black militant politics, that these days we don't have that. And, and, and these artists are out here trying to act like they from the streets and all that kind of stuff, but they all over the place with their messages. Exactly, you, got, you, ha- you have to figure between the four of us, can we come to a, a general consensus on when was the last conscious, positive project that was out? And we're not shitting on anybody's project. Yeah, we're just yeah. saying, well, who, what was that last project? Now, keep in mind, this is 2020. Mm-hmm. So what project was that? Kendrick Lamar, uh, J. Cole, Pussy, Pussy Black and Patron. And that, one that one ain't conscious. Wait, you said Pussy and Patron? <laughs> no, that, that's that's Kendrick Lamar's song. I'm, I'm saying, bro, help me true, out. True, true. It's mm. been a minute. No, it's, it's been, been yeah. I'm trying to remember. Okay, see, we can't even remember. I can't remember. Yeah, there not since the nineties. This should be a theme song or music as the mm-hmm. backdrop to what's going on today. Mm-hmm. Me and my little cousin, Leah Marie, who's 19 years old, got together and did the song on the album called Bleed, Don't Shoot. And at the end, I did a musical libation. And I called the names of all of those that fell victim to police brutality, man. Mm-hmm. Who you know is doing that? I did mm-hmm. that to educate my niece, I mean my cousin, who's 19 and had no clue. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is happening on your, on your watch, little one. You understand what I'm saying? I'm like, come on. She mm-hmm. says, but Griff, I can't. I said, yes, you can. We're going to study and we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I've been working with her since she was 15. Mm-hmm. I said, now now's your time. You got to say something. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's like it's like the art of being a griot is like kind of pushed back. Now it's like everybody's out here selling brands. Let me tell you what clothes I'm wearing so you can go and buy them. And that's what hip hop has become. Yeah. Right, right. So, so, so my thing is, if, if we can't, if we can't begin to profit off of our artistry to the little, di- let, me, let me be very transparent with y'all, man. Mm-hmm. I put the album out May 21st, right? I put out at least, okay, maybe, maybe four stacks to get it done mm-hmm. over a period of time. I'm talking about videos, 
studio, mastering, and all of this kind of stuff. I made a thousand dollars, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get people to say, okay, it's on Bandcamp, like Professor Bandcamp.com, go support it. They yeah. click on there and see, oh man, I gotta pay two dollars for the single. I gotta pay two dollars. Oh man, it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think, come I mean, you, you mentioned this earlier too, like with um, like T.I., Mike, and some other ones. Um, I mean, do you think that's why they kind of like skirting the fence? Because they don't want to really mess with potentially like their, 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 their corporate money and all that kind of stuff? Well, I don't want you to say too, but I want you, yeah. We really need to know where that money's coming from because there's no amount of money you could pay me to prop me up and put me next to the mayor um, in a press conference to tell, tell my people to go home. I'm not telling anybody to go home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, stand your ground. You're not going to tell me, Eric Badu, tell everybody to stand down. We outgunned. That's an order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, I, I didn't even see that. I, I, yeah. I, saw, I saw Kiki Palmer, the little actress. Uh, did y'all see her begging the National Guard? She was going, uh, in, guard. She was going she asked, in. She asked the National Guard to walk with her. Yeah, but you know yeah. Before, that, before that, she was actually saying something. I don't know where the other thing came from. Did you right. see your man telling everybody to vote? Who that? Which one? Yo, man, Kalanji, I, I can't mention his name. I told him. <laughs> all your friends. You say all of his friends. Not just one of them. All of them. Not Republic Enemy. All his friends. Not Chuck D. Oh, word. Oh, oh man. Come on, man. <laughs> not Chuck. Come on, man. Oh, no. So Chuck, nah. got the cl- Chuck needs a clock around his neck. <laughs> I want to ask you, bro. Yeah. Vote? Nope. Voting ain't get us in this mess, and voting ain't gonna get us out this mess. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna vote your way out of this. Yeah, Abdul Muhammad would say, "You're not voting your way out of this." Wow, but that's what I mean. You got the celebrities coming. You got the Obamas. You got the, the Keisha Lance Bottoms, all I mean, telling folks to get out the street and go vote as right. the way to solve this problem. As if <laughs> even when they, when Obama was in office, is when Mike Brown kicked off. Right. Right. That's when Trayvon Martin was killed. Right. That's how the whole Black Lives Matter theme got started under, and then he passed a Blue Lives Matter law right. to help protect the cops. That's right. And now he's gonna come out and try to talk to activists about what we should be doing and not doing. But you know, the, the beauty right now is the, 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 the line of demarcation is being drawn in the stand. The line between the people in the state, you have to really identify yourself at this particular point. You have to say something, you gotta say, look, this is what side I'm on. But for the, for the artist that's listening, listen, you don't have to fucking say too much you don't have to get on camera and say it. Just say, even if you say it's a motherfucking shame, say that, opposed to getting your ass on the motherfucking cameras, talking crazy and shit, and then everybody looking at you to crucify you. Now you're trying to explain your way out of that shit. And to these other activists who talk forked tongue, you can't be on both sides of the fence, homie. You can't be like, look, fuck such and such, and then the next day you with such and such. You understand what I'm saying? We, have to, we need accountability right now. And it, it, it's high time that motherfuckers know that there are organizers, there are OGs that's been out here for years. Like Kamal was saying, yes, it's great that the youth should speak. It's great that the elders should speak. It's great that the basketball play. everybody should speak. That's great. But know what the fuck you talking about. You know what I mean? My, 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 my 19-year-old daughter told me a couple days ago, she said, listen, you know, I want to start going hard on the organizing side of things. I want to, you know, build my own my own collective, you know what I'm saying? And she said, she's tired of hearing all, what all these motherfuckers have to say. I said, damn, well, you know, I know you kind of shy. I said, would you be able to stand up and speak? 
She said, of course I'll stand up and speak as long as I know what I'm talking about. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? That was the, the key thing right there. Mm. My daughter's shy, but she's confident when it comes to her knowing what the fuck she's talking about because she knows she don't want to look like a fool and she don't want us to look like a fool. She can't stand up and be like, you know, I'm Kalanji's daughter and, uh, you know, just vote, motherfucker. Get up That's the problem with today's organizers that they don't care about what they know what to say. All they know is that if you stick a camera, you can, they can stick their phones in their faces and rattle on for 45, 50 minutes and keep on running their mouth, hope they hit on something. I saw this one the other day. She was crying. Then she was mad. Then she was sad. Then she was giggling. This was all within the span of like 14 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, how much emotion you on show on the video? Roller coaster. <laughs> and they ain't say shit yet. You know what I mean? They're, so, they're, 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 um, emotionally immature. Mm -hmm. right. right. You got you have to have mature emotions even to deal with this this struggle that we're in. You understand what I'm saying? But Killer Mike wore a t-shirt to secure your master. Yeah. Right. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you start almost about to cry. Mm -hmm. about you got police officers in your family. I, I'm just confused, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I don't even want to be here. Ronald Reagan. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 You make this? Didn't you want all the one that made the song burn? Mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah. Right. I'm confused. <laughs> I think I think because it was like he didn't want to be there. He even said that I don't want to be here, but y'all keep calling me like the black no, person no. that represents black right. people. He know? didn't have to show up. I, I just right. got to say, right. if, if you get that phone call and it's like, I don't need you to come tell black folks to go home. Say, I got a stomach ache. I got, I word, I can't, I can't make it. I just can't do that. Word, I'm constipated. I got word. <laughs> do, what I, do what I used to do. Put the, put the ketchup on the tissue, rub it around, hold your nose. <laughs> yo, mom, yo, mom, my nose, I can't. Not, you know, I can't even do that today. It is a choice. It was a choice. And he, it he was a choice. Tried. Yo, but listen, though. Okay, we talk about him, and we talk about. I mean, you talk about uh, uh, what? What was the word you just used? You talk about uh, emotional uh, immaturity. I mean, emotionally immature. Yeah. So it don't just apply to the you. You know what I'm saying? When you when you when you got Chuck D, the motherfucking leader of the the, the hip hop revolution. Let's say that motherfucker, followed by 52 brothers, bruised, battered, and scarred for hard. Mm -hmm. That shit right there inspired me. That mm -hmm. shit, yo. I used to be. I used to walk down the street. And I really thought I had 52 brothers bruised bad in the skull of the heart walking behind me. So I got to that project door and I realized <laughs> you're by yourself. <laughs> the map was a little off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, you see cats like that, man. And, and 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 we we remember before I sell out, I get the hell out and all that shit. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That was great. But in reality, like I said, the line is being drawn in the sand. I would rather you fucking tweet something saying, look, y'all keep up the good work. Mm -hmm. Or burn, baby, burn, or something. You understand what I'm saying? But all that stop, stop going in the street type shit. Fuck out of here with that shit. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? My baby's gonna be in the fucking street because it's serious like that. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you something, but Kalanji, real, on a real, bro. We all know, all three, all four of us that's on here. We all know it's not a question of if, but when they coming. And these motherfuckers are coming mm -hmm. without a doubt. No, I'm serious, man. It's like, I'm glad I'm on here. I'm glad I'm able to talk to you, brothers. But in a minute, any one of us could get locked down, man. Because these people are coming. They taking names, man, for real. Yeah. They're not, they not playing. And, and, and I got to say, man, it, it's real. I've been knowing you for damn near 20 years. And it's, it's good to see 
the fire in you right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've always been, you know, up on it more or less, but it seems like a, a new spark is going on right now. Yeah. It's like you fuck around, they hit that right wick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you came in, you looking hardcore today. I remember being on the road with you, you had them Speedos on and shit, but you oh, good. Damn, though. You oh, got damn. Uh, <laughs> a lot of information flying around. That's true. I was like, right now, that's oh, a lot too dude. much information flying around right now. I keep that one no. between yourselves. Yo, we're going to be right back with our last <laughs> segment. Because I want to talk about, go ahead, man. You, you going to say yeah. something to your doctor? Real, real, real quick before we go to the next segment, I got a quick bowl question. Oh, oh Jesus. Uh, You're talking me for that, Whatever, too. man. I can't Let's, believe you interrupted for a second. The bowl question is, where is our promised land? We're going to come uh, back after yeah. these messages. Nope. At your mama's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Renegade coach, he'll be back. <laughs> no, we'll do it live. Fuck it. Program is proper. The proper, the proper kids. The fake news is standing so they manage. Yo, kids, the soap kids. Control kids, the pop queens should know this. Pizza, they treat you. Next, you cheese, they freeze kids. Details on that case when we come back. Oh shoot! Yeah. About to get like yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Bombing on them. Yeah. What's the album's name again? What's that album name? Energy Code. And where can we get it? Where can we get it? www.professorgriff.bandcamp.com. Bam. I right. read your damn bold question again. Let's get this Yo, the bold question is, where is our promised land? The promised land lies inside of every one of us. That's what we need to connect back to. We need to, like Imali Walamu, K. Bomani Baruti said, we have to get centered. Mm. And wherever we lay our foot or our feet, that's the promised land. All of it is ours anyway. You understand what I'm saying? We just leasing it out for a minute until <laughs> so we get off work. You know what I'm saying? But um, Ishaka Musa Barrett Shango said, you can't go anywhere on the earth and not see the footprint of a black man and woman. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's wherever, it's wherever we plant our feet and decide we taking this back, man. Mm-hmm. So we, do we go with the plan of like uh, Farrakhan where we take over the southern states? Do we go back to Africa? Do we have, where do we have our Wakanda? First of all, that's not Farrakhan's plan. It's the Farrakhan's plan. We're not taking over anything. Elijah, Mm -hmm. the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, uh, uh, the government has to give up eight to 10 states that we can call our own and then finance us from 20 to 25 years. So we're not going to- had other groups like the Republic of New Africa who did take that stance, obviously um, the five to six states in the black, uh, black belt South to take over and so forth. Right. Um, and you had you had a position from the Communist Party at one point um, that, you know, we were a subjugated people and we should take over the land, of course, where we were enslaved at. So so the answer to that question is to for me is that, yeah, we got, we, you know, going back to Malcolm, per se, land is the basis of revolution. I'm not quite sure where that land is, to be honest, in terms of the American landscape. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to create liberated territory. We need to control it. We need to control who enters it. We need to control the property on it. We need to control whoever's elected officials. We need to control the, 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 the education, the social systems, the economy. We need to create liberated territory in a small area first and then build it out so that we can protect it. And we got to dig that. Uh, yeah. um, land is the basis to economic freedom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, we, we got to dig that whole, you know, we have all these Negroes running around talking about Atlanta's Wakanda. 
Wakanda's mm. a fictional fucking place. <laughs> it's more like Rwanda where we at right now, motherfucker. They gunning us down, murdering us in the street, locking us the fuck up. We still walk around with the dead man pose talking about, you know, Wakanda forever. You know what I'm saying? We so fucked up that they gave us a fictional character. We ran with that shit, and that's our promised land. I mean, damn, we went from uh, uh, <laughs> a, a pie in the sky <laughs> to motherfucking pie in our face. You know what I mean? So we got to be on the right side of history, man. Join an organization. That's the rallying cry. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you get organized, get with the right folks. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's an organization with a name or a title or just some some, some comrades, a cadre that you have that you mm -hmm. know that you can depend on that's fighting on behalf of what's right. And some of these other motherfuckers out there that, that's selling, eat, faking these jacks and selling wolf tickets and collecting money, acting like they building shit. We coming for y'all monkey asses too. We will be talking about your goddamn half-breed ass up on the motherfucking renegade culture show. So don't oh, get it twisted. Yeah, fuck I said it. So what I want to go back to on that is something that you brought up, you both brought up, um, was about the state's reaction, right? So not only is the state reacting by putting agent provocateurs or bringing out the political elite, but they are also bringing out their military. And I think, um, um, Ed, Doctor, you bringing up uh, what Trump did at the White House. Yeah. To uh, to take for a photo op. Yeah. So I don't know if you. Yeah. So, like, so I'm, I'm I break it down. He he cleared the protesters out in front of the White House with uh, tear gas, military personnel, batons, all so that he could go walk a block down to take a picture of him right. holding the Bible, which he was holding upside down, of course, because he's an idiot, <laughs> um, holding the Bible to show that he was in charge, but basically put on, putting on display the military might, right? Mm -hmm. The police might and the military might of, of the American imperialist force. And he went, went back and uh, implemented the 1807 Insurrection Act, you know what I'm saying? Where he had all of these, uh, you know, where he's declaring the military, like you said, you know, using the military as, as a personal tool. Sort of mm -hmm. like Suzanne Rice a few months ago when uh, Snoop was talking about uh, Gail King, when she was saying that we, we got the military behind us. You know what I'm saying? Gail King had the military behind him, but uh, my man George, George uh, Floyd, he couldn't even get the motherfuckers in the crowd to get them up off him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so what, who, who is this we we talking about? You know what I'm saying? And um, Susan Rice just came out and blamed the Russians for the protests. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We, 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 we confused as hell, man. Yeah. But we're going to uh, have to fight. But that's what we mean. Like, they, they got, they got, I mean, out here in Atlanta, you know, folks, they brought out, they brought out uh, military tanks, hardware, you know, they're weaponized. Um, and, I, and obviously, that's part of the strategy. This is like, you know, a few years ago when you had the Occupy Wall Street stuff, you know, wasn't as big as this. But when they got tired of it, you know, they brought out the police and said, we take it back to these parks. You know what I mean? So I think that's when you say they're coming for us. That's what I get. That's what I read out of it is that they're going, they go, not only it's a psychological propaganda machine, but, you know, I think the, the, the type of policing is going to be that much more hardcore. Um, and it's not going to be a, most, like a propaganda game. It's going to be like police and military personnel and the National Guard, uh, which, again, here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, the governor and Keisha Lance Bottoms agreed to call out on the protesters. Mm. So yeah, they, they escalated. They went from 
um, local police. And then um, they had some other agencies that came uh, together to support the police. And um, SWAT and some of the other alphabet boys. And then at the same time, um, the uh, agent provocateurs, Antifa was out there. Then at the same time, then next, if you loot, if you start looting, we're gonna start shooting. But when he starts seeing pictures of white people looting, I guess he pulled back on that. Cause none of them got shot. Right. Some of them got knocked the fuck out by some brothers because the brothers, you see the brother snatching a skateboard out the white boy hand who's smashing the windows. He said, look, we're not here for that. Like what you doing? You see the other brother that ran up on the, the big white, the white boy had a hammer, knocking the windows out. The brother started feeling like, yo, like what you doing? Yeah. We're not here for that. Right. You understand? We're trying to get a message across to these people that we're tired, we're not going for. We want them to hear what we have to say and you downtown destroying shit, all right? So these things were very, very, very obvious and in your face and 46 minus one had to pull back on him shooting the looters. You understand what I'm saying? What president says that? You gonna just shoot the people? Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, so when it gets to the point where the president gives less than a rat's ass about what happens to the people, mm. police don't care about the people, the mayors don't care about the people. That's why Barack Obama had to come on the other night and let people look, mayors, y'all need to change some of these laws, man. Y'all need to put some serious energy on how the police are training some of their their, their cadets. In, in on the training on the training level, yeah. chokeholds are illegal. You understand what I'm saying? You can't be just pulling people. Did you see? I'm sure y'all seen the clip of them running up on the black FBI agent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't see it's that. It's like how in the hell? It's like he says, "Nah, I'm not going anywhere with you, man." So you, I'm under arrest for what? Like, what did I do? He said, "Because I think you have a warrant." <laughs> I think you look like a guy. Need, you look like somebody who have a warrant. Like right? guy. <laughs> took that, handcuffed him, looked at his ID, took the handcuffs off, and let him go because he was an FBI agent. Yeah. I mean, how they handled the two college students. I mean, grabbing them up out of the car, tasing them, breaking the window, flattening right. the tire. Right. Really? For, yeah. for a curfew? Yeah, oh, that curfew they just announced like two hours before. Right. Yeah, right. right. You know what I'm saying? Five minutes ago, curfew. Yeah. You notice. The two black officers got kicked off the force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick up Keisha for that. Wow. <laughs> hey, listen, man. <laughs> the the yeah. illest shit about this whole thing, man. I'm honored to see um, where we are today. I'm glad that we are here. I'm glad that we get to witness this because of the fact that all of our natural lives that we can remember, this has been the song that's been sung. Folks have been talking about days like these. You know what I mean? And and like I, I said earlier, man, folks keep talking about, you know, the whole destruction. Man, when Bob Marley was talking about Chant Down Babylon, it had to be some rubble and rubbish left. It wasn't just gonna be, oh, crazy, chase these crazy bald heads out of town, but don't use no force. You know what I'm saying? Just talk them out. Like, listen, guy, you know, you're, you're wrong. Why don't you just leave? You know what I mean? Some shit had to get knocked the fuck down. But he just sung it in a way that was so cute and so cool right. and so prophetic. Right. That folks just took it and, you know, they, they drank it from that water. But um, right now, we're on the, the eve of Armageddon. It's a beautiful time. You know what I'm saying? We said when the whole COVID-19 thing hit and they start talking about the curfews, 
the motherfuckers lost their mind going to buy all the toilet paper and shit. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> said that things would never be the same. Imagine now, we not threw another motherfucking candle on the cake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We will never see what we saw post, I mean, pre 9-11, I mean, not nine, uh, pre 2000, 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm bugging right now. I'm naming all kinds of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the numerology on this, brother. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, back to uh, Naka's tight ass shirt. He knew goddamn well we were gonna be zooming. (laughs) (laughs) A motherfucking (laughs) goddamn belly shirt with a Batman logo on top, nigga. Oh damn! Fuck is wrong with you, man? Look like belly at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. Come back, do he fat belly? Yeah, it's all good. Glad you're here. Won't you hit us one more time about the name of that album? Don't talk. Don't talk. Uh, yeah, doctor. Hit us one time with the name of that album where we can pick it up from. The name of the album is called The Inner G Code. Um, I call it The Inner G Code simply because, you know, all of us got the little G in us, whether it's God or gangster. You understand what I'm saying? Or both. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I just want people to dig deep and pull out whatever's in you that the creator deposited in you, man. Um, creator deposited something very unique in each one of us, man. And, and no two of those things are alike. Your gift is your gift, come on. You understand what I'm saying? The ear doctor. You understand what I'm saying? Even if you put on a, a, a wig, you understand what I'm saying? You're starting to look like Kalanji. The creator deposited something very positive in you that you need to dig deep and go get it. Yeah. All right? And Kalanji already know what his gift is because he said it loud. Every time I hear, he called me, riled up. I'm like, bro, you ready for a revolution, brother? He's like, yo, brother. <laughs> your alarm clock didn't go up, brother. I'm like, bro, slow down, man. Damn, I'm just waking up, man. Can you give me a hello, brother? <laughs> How anyway, are you today? Yo, man. vegan bacon, brother. Listen, so <laughs> early in the morning. Anyway, so I called it the energy code for, for, for that purpose, man. Um, I don't know how I ended up with 11 songs on there. Yeah. Um, I got some um, some guest appearances, Leah Marie, um, Ohini Savant from Ghana. And of mm-hmm. course, I did a track with my wife called The Etheric Rebel, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Closing yeah. words for the, for the people out there in the streets. What would your message be? You heard some of these other artists or whatever. If you had, you know, um, if this was the great international platform that it is, what would you say to the people, to the listeners, uh, those folks who are in the streets right now? I think Bob Marley said it best, man. Get up, man. Stand up. You understand what I'm saying? Not for this civil right. Malcolm said for the human right, for the human beings that we are. And if you can't respect us as human beings, you understand what I'm saying? We tend to do some serious, serious correcting. <laughs> Every and all means necessary. Stevie Wonder said when you when you uh, believe in things that you don't understand and you suffer, shit, superstition ain't the way. You understand what I'm saying? That's what we need to be listening to. Wait, man. Right. Plain right. and simple. Um, Dr. Martin Luther King says, riot is the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. Your ass gonna listen regardless. Mm-hmm. All right, you either gonna listen to these hands or you gonna listen to what we got to say. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Those yeah. are my last words, man. And if this is the last thing you hear me say, say, come on, man. You got you to gotta take to the street and let these people see and hear you and feel your presence. It's just something about all of us being together. They feel this aura. They feel this energy. 
You understand what I'm saying? And if it didn't show us anything, it showed us on a global scale that we outnumber them, man, 13 to 1. All we got to do is come up with the right game plan. Did y'all see the uh, the Hebrew Israelite brothers in all purple? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was hard. I didn't see that. Sight, but where y'all at when everything is going down? Instead of on the street corner cursing out black women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's cool to do a step oh, show. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But we need to see y'all in the hood protecting our people and you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Years ago, y'all seen, a sea, uh, as far as you can see, the FOI. But we need to get back out in the street, FOI, with the people. You mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying? I don't care what organization you in. If you a goddamn Boy Scout, you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you 100 deep, man, then come out in the hood and let's feel your presence. How do we know who the leaders were back in the day? The leaders actually were out in the street leading. That's mm -hmm. right. That's right. Now they online putting up fucking memes. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, mad online. They mad in their the house. <laughs> Do a tight buzz. Mm -hmm. Starting Do with veterinary schools. <laughs> Yo, so we want you want to thank Professor Griff, man. That shit was awesome, man. So um, the, the album sounds great. The music sounds great. Oh, thank you. The commentary is fantastic. Give thanks, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised you're friends with Kalanji, but besides that, we're going to let that part go. You know what I'm saying? You know, Kalaji seems to be holed up in his mom's house right now, so we don't know yeah. what's going on. He's looking behind him every three seconds. You, you know, you know, you know, you know, with a water pistol to his head, talking about <laughs> She got a switch. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> you, you better stop using my electricity back here. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. My she like, my the... story's on. She like, my story's on. You better turn hey. that shit down back hey, there. You're using all my Wi-Fi. Check it out. My mother said, hey. She said, she said, why your friends keep talking about you at my house or whatever? I, I listen to the podcast, whatever. He keep talking about you at my house. I said, yeah, man, he kind of slow, man. Don't worry about him. He'll be all right. Don't, don't play no games. We saw your mama pass by three times already. You keep on turning off the, the screen so you can go talk she, to you. She, 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 hey, she said, Sean King looked different on, on Renegade Coaches. <laughs> <laughs> She got the edges off for me like she do for you. That's what you that's what you tell her. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we're gonna be right back on Renegade Coach. Oh now, now you don't want to talk about it. No, we can talk more when we come back. Okay. Woo. Yeah. Keep bringing I know the devil. The devil knows me. I'm G-O-D. Ready for World War Three. You know, you know, Griff, you remind me of uh, we had Ebio Doom from the Last Poets on uh, a few episodes back, and what you have right now seems like a cross between some Public Enemy and some Last Poets. Just that that hardcore uh, in need of revolutionary sounds. You know what I mean? So definitely, uh, it's good to have you on. Glad the shit went whack. We don't have to talk about you the whole damn yeah, we thing. Definitely. <laughs> you know, Yo, I had some people out. around me that before I actually went to mix the song, I sent it out. <laughs> like, yo, please, seriously, be straight up. Keep it G with me. Let me know how this sound. Let me know. So people was like, oh, yo, okay, yeah, that's 
It's a, and these are people that will tell me straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, cool. And the videos is good. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, really appreciate that, man. All right. Yeah. Well, Naka, you better have it. You better, Naka, since you're a DJ, you better be playing that motherfucker. Oh, oh it's already on deck. It's already okay. on deck. I got All right. you. All right, Griff gonna slap you in the back of your forehead. <laughs> a lot of skin back there too. To hit. You can't miss that. Right. Ooh, so again, thank you, Griff, for coming on. Um, a lot of stuff is going on. People need to stay out in them streets, like we've been saying. Um, join, like my man Kalani said, join an organization, get involved. And if you join Stay something and it's whack, and you, you, either you try to improve it or you leave it and you start something new. But this this is a time to get to get your revolution on, right? To get, get up and to get out there and do stuff. And then after you do stuff, start thinking about what's long term, what's next steps for us as a people. Because right. this all this flavor, as much as we love it, we know it's going to die down. And then the question becomes, what are we ready and prepared to do afterwards? How are right. we still protecting our community? How are we organizing? How are we providing resources? Because that's going to be the long-term run. That's the long-term hustle, right? We got to get out in the streets now for some short stuff, but in the, in, in the long term, we got to we got to we got to provide for our own folks. So this stuff won't be happening. There won't be no these cops won't even be in our neighborhood because we can release our own community. Right. No doubt. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. No doubt. Right. Words of Jonathan Jackson, gentlemen, we'll be taking over from here. Revolutionaries <laughs> are here. Anyway, you listen to Renegade Culture. Check us out, renegadeculture.org. Cop, new, Cop Griff's new album, it's available at? www.professorgriff.bandcamp.com, the energy code. No doubt, no doubt. We have a few panel discussions coming up in the, uh, in the next week on June 9th. We have Building the People's Army. Look out for that, that'll be 3 p.m. June 9th. We'll be sending out the Zoom joints. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Definitely Cop Griff's new album. Um, we're going to do a donation to get uh, my man Naka, a new wife beater. So make sure <laughs> you look out for that link as well. Renegade yes. Coaching, we'll be back at you. We out. Peace. 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 <laughs> Renegades. Blackout.